Hello, hi everyone, welcome to episode three of the Potter Vision podcast. If you're enjoying the show, uh, please help us grow it, you know, review us on iTunes, tweet us, tweet about us, Instagram us, tell your friends. Anyway, I won't go on, here's episode three. to the Potter Vision podcast, the podcast where every week, myself and Tom, the Potter Vision boys, we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter series and analyse it and just have a bit of a catch up. This week is chapter three, the letters from no one. Mm. Tom, how are you? You sound very well. <laughs> I'm good, Lucas, I'm good. Uh, it's a very exciting chapter, I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you for having me on. Hey, thank you for having me on. <laughs> and I don't mean, you know, you're pranking me. Uh, well, thank you for leading me on, pretty baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, how have you been? Yeah, good, good, yeah, good. I'm uh, taking on a few more days at work, because uh, mm-hmm. uh, of the old uh, Covid uh, you know, lost a lot of the old comedy work, so back to the day job for the time being. Good, good. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> good How time. about you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, this morning I woke up That's and good. I've made myself a uh, BLT sandwich toasted. Whoa. Mm. Bread, lettuce and toast. Tomato. Oh, tomato. <laughs> Bread, lettuce and tomato. Yeah, That's it good. was delicious. So this week <laughs> is chapter three, the letters from no one. Excellent. Loved it. You going to give us a rundown? I will. So after the boa constrictor incident that we all remember from the previous chapter, mm-hmm. Harry Potter gets his longest punishment ever stuck under the cupboard under the stairs. No, not under it, that's like the, the basement. Mm-hmm. But he's in the cupboard under the stairs. And it's so long, this punishment, by the time it's finished, it's the summer holidays. Mm. Now, this is the summer holidays between primary and high school. And Harry is very excited because finally he's going to get away from Dudley for a bit. Because Dudley is going to be going to Vernon's old private school called Smeltings. And uh, Harry is going to the local comprehensive, which is Stonewall High. Which I think may have come up in the quiz. (laughs) But, you know, uh, he's looking forward to that. But then something very mysterious happens. One day the post arrives, which, you know, in itself is not mysterious. But there's a letter for Harry, first Mm -hmm. time ever. But Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon not only do not let him read the letter, but they seem very anxious about it, very, you know, scared about what Mm -hmm, might be mm -hmm. in the letter. And also, they're very mysteriously... Vernon starts being nice to Harry and lets him move out from the cupboard under the stairs to the second bedroom that Dudley used to to have. Right. But Harry, he wants to read this letter, but he's not allowed. Mm. Anyway, these letters, they keep on coming and coming. There's loads, loads, loads. And Vernon tries to stop these letters coming. He even nails up the post box. And eventually, it gets so crazy, all these letters, that they go off to a hotel... But even that doesn't stop the letters arriving. Mm, mm, mm. It's all very mysterious. Anyway, Vernon, he goes a bit mad and eventually he hires out this shack on a rock out mm-hmm. to sea. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, right, that's it. We're not going to you know, be disturbed anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, the first night they're there, it happens to be the eve of Harry's 11th 
birthday. And mm. he stays up and he's counting down the seconds to his 11th birthday. And just as the clock strikes midnight, mm-hmm. there is a massive bang and a knock on the door. Mm. Could this be something to do with the letters from no one? There is no way of knowing. No way of knowing. There is no way of knowing. No, we'll never find um, out. Lovely rundown, Lucas. I might stop reading the chapter just to hear those. That was beautiful to listen to. Thank you very much. It was a very nice surprise. Did you like the chapter? Do you know what I did? I feel like things are starting to ramp up. Like in the last chapter, we just start, you know, hints of this, hints of that. We had the kind of one instant with the boa constrictor. Mm-hmm. But now we're like, you know, stuff's happening and it's directly... It's the first time, actually, that it's like an outside influence on Harry. Mm. Like in the first, in the previous chapter, it was all Harry making things happen. Mm. Now, I think the fact that somebody is trying to get in touch with him seems like very intent on doing so is very interesting. Dudley. Yes. <laughs> Do you like him? Has your opinion changed on him? Um, not really. Uh, my opinion hasn't changed on him, but I do actually feel sorry for Dudley in mm-hmm. this chapter because I think it's coming as a shock to him. This is the first time that he hasn't got what he wants in loads of different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think because it's got to the point where... Because Vernon and Petunia are so against Harry learning anything about the wizarding world, mm-hmm. actually Dudley takes a back seat for the first time and he doesn't get what he wants. <laughs> uh, Harry moves to the bedroom, Dudley wants to read the letter, he's not allowed to read the letter, and he just can't handle that. It was good because you get the impression about um, the Dursleys, like you know, that they are completely bad and awful and they are mental with the way they treat this boy. Yeah. You know, in the, in the previous chapters, uh, they say that the Dursleys don't want anyone to think anything unusual about them. Mm. Yet they have the worst behaved boy in the world, like living yeah. on their roof. Yeah. Like they don't want Harry not knocking about with his uh, fast growing hair. But like imagine if you lived across the road from the Dursleys. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they list the awful things that uh, uh, that Durs- Dudley does in this book. Yeah. He knocks down Mrs. Fig on her crutches. Yeah. On his racing bike. He... Um, He's praying around his knickerbockers. That ain't that, ain't that bad. But um, he ran over next door's dog. Yeah. Imagine living across the road from that boy. It's pretty bad, isn't it? And I think there's one point where he launches a turtle through a conservatory or a tortoise. <laughs> and you just think, that's mental. <laughs> How hard would you have to throw a tortoise to get through a conservatory? I, I, don't think, I don't think I could live next door to him. No. I think I could live across the road from them. Yeah. I think, I I would love it, I think, being that far removed from him. It'd be the most exciting thing. <laughs> he has a tank that he can um, drive around in. Yeah. And he runs over a dog with it. Wow. Wouldn't you be laughing if you saw that out the window? But also, how slow is that dog? Because a tank <laughs> is not fast. A tank goes, like, maximum, like, 15 miles an hour, right? <laughs> This dog is either already ancient or disabled. Because uh, <laughs> even if a tank hit suddenly hit the dog, the dog would run out of the way before it got run over. If you think of those, like, um, I don't know, they'll do a motorised electric car for a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's their top speed? Five miles per hour? Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's... How has he run over that? You know what? I think if that dog hasn't moved out of the way, he's put him out of his misery. Yeah. That dog needs to be put down <laughs> <laughs> by either, you know, drugs or a tank. Um, still, she also, uh, they also say um, <laughs> he uh, 
kicks through a television because yeah. they cancelled his favourite TV programme. I know. Just write to Ofcom. Just ask for it to be reinstated. He could have started his own letter writing campaign. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Get that petition going on there, change.org. Yeah, but imagine, imagine, what TV programme would they have to cancel for you to boot through the, your television set? EastEnders. You reckon? Yeah, I don't even watch it, but I think, you know, it's such a staple you, of society. Do you think the nation, you'd be like, well, that's the end of days now. Cancel EastEnders, yeah. you know. What's the let's point? give up. Let's throw on, let's throw antivirus masks out the window. But I suppose we live in a different world now. If you think 1991, 92, I don't think they even had... Uh, did they, have, they didn't have digital channels then, did they? No, no I'm guessing they, they, they were about four channels, Max, maybe three. Four channels, right. And then when I grew up, the fourth channel was the Welsh channel. What? So half people didn't, didn't know that. We didn't where, have... where was four? Channel four, you had to like, go further up. But normally, Channel 4 was the S4C, Espedwadek, which is the Welsh language must, channel. Must have been there first. Yeah. I had a next-door neighbour who was on uh, Ronda Round, which was like the Welsh soap opera. It was like Welsh EastEnders. Ronda Round? Just round, round and round, it was called. Say it again. Ronda Around. Ronda Round. Ronda Round. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's quite good. There was that, which... I, I'm trying to think if that was the North Wales version. But there was that, and then there was Pobolacum. Which is like Excuse people, me? What do you call me? <laughs> I won't say it again. No, Pobolacum, which is like people of the... A cum is like a... I think just like a village or something like that. It's like Cumbran. What's Pobble? Like Pobble is people, so people of people the... People of the village. Of the village or something like that. No, that was I don't juicy. know if it is village, but something <laughs> like that. So, yeah, yeah, Welsh soaps. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, yes. I love the descriptions of Dudley. Anytime the reading about... When I'm reading about Dudley... Yeah. I'm thinking, this boy could have a book of his own. I would read a book about Dudley yeah. of his own. I'm yeah. thrilled with it. I think they've always been my favourite bits, the first bits of the Harry Potter books, where he's with the Dursleys. I'm like, this is grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is grand. <laughs> he trades his parrot at school for yeah. an air rifle, but he keeps the cage. Amazing. <laughs> Why not? Just like, uh, <laughs> just trading. How has he done that trade? Is he just like holding the parrot by his legs? He's holding, he's holding the cage. Reach in. Reach in, grab it. Oh, I'm not, no. The, the cage was never part of the deal. No, no. <laughs> right, well, you're not getting the bullets then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's got me there. Oh, stuff it then. But do you know what this reminded me of? Dudley finally being like told off or like not getting his own way. You know when a kid nearly runs into a road and the parent who's normally lovely to the kid lets them get away with anything. Like, yeah, you can have your sweets. Oh, don't do that, don't do that. As soon as they, like, nearly run into a road, don't you dare cross the road without mummy again. You hold my hand, all right? And you just turn into this, like, mental, like, mum or dad because, like, their life's in danger. And you're just like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. And what I liked about uh, this chapter was it says that Dudley's friends were round every single day. Wow. What, do you know what? <laughs> Their parents must be loving that. Like, uh, you know, Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon, they must be ringing these parents. Is it your turn today? No. All round at yours, all four of them. <laughs> all right. All four, why would they be happy for all four to be round? Do you know what I mean? It's just mad, isn't it? But then is that another thing of like, just Dudley gets what he wants all the time. He can have as many. But I remember my mum and dad being like, you're only having one friend round, you know, not too many. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a big treat to have a few mates round. 
every single day. Where are you off to today, uh, Gordon? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to Dudley's house. Yeah. <laughs> the one who runs over dogs. Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> I am. But, oh, it's uh, it's your grandmother's birthday. Do you not want to come? No. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Every day. Yeah. Every single day. Every single day. And they're just chasing Harry the whole time. Yeah. Chasing him around, that's all they do. <laughs> God, all his toys are broken. Yeah. You can't be having much fun around there. No. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? But why aren't any of these toys getting fixed? Like, if I was... If Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia are that obsessed with keeping Dudley happy, mm. as soon as something was broke, they'd either fix it or get him a new one, surely. Mm. What do you think to that, <laughs> Prime <laughs> Minister? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe the sign that he's broken it is a sign that he's tired of it. Yeah, and they think, right, he just needs the next thing. But put yeah. it in the bin. Did you ever feel uncomfortable in a, another friend's house? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I used to have a, I used to have a friend who used to invite me around for sleepovers, right? And then uh, what I started to notice that he, he had a brother, an older brother, and I started to notice that every time I went round for a sleepover, his brother wasn't there. Right. And it turned out in the end that he was only inviting me round because he was scared of sleeping on his own. <laughs> and so any time his brother was out, he was like, oh, I better ring, ring Lucas and have him come and uh, sleep in my bedroom with me. Honestly. <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> Not even entertaining you, like uh, being around. So, do you want to play uh, Guess Who? No. No. <laughs> do you want to uh, play on your Nintendo? No, just see you at 10pm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what time shall I come round? Half nine in the night, please. Already in your pyjamas. <laughs> You're not thinking anything of it. Right, okay. I'm best friends with him. Your mum. You staying around uh, fellas' house tonight, Lucas? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what time do you want me to drop you? Half nine, please. Having dinner here? No. <laughs> Not having dinner there either. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry boy. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was mad. But it took me a while to figure that out. But yeah, crazy. <laughs> Most people sleep with a teddy bear. Some people sleep with a Kirkby. <laughs> they do, they do. And I, I still offer that service. So if anybody... Uh... If anyone's got... No. If anybody gets lonely, no. give me a call. I was going to say, if anyone's got a young son that can't <laughs> get to sleep. Yeah, maybe not. I, I, no, you, exclusively you, with the adults. These you, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Honestly. Um, what I found about uh, this uh, chapter is that Harry is really funny. Yeah, he's got a wicked sense of humour, hasn't he? Do you he? find him funny? Yeah, he's quite cheeky about the flushing your head down the toilet. I loved that. So, so um, about, what's, that, what's Harry's possible high school called? Uh, Stonewall High. Dudley says, oh, they flush people's heads down the toilet there. Want to go upstairs and practice? Yeah. And yeah. then Harry says, uh, no, uh, the, what's he say? He twists it around so he that says, it's Dudley that, yeah. Uh, the toilet's not had anything horrible as your head in it before. It might be sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what an imaginative mind that yeah. a toilet is going <laughs> to vomit at the site. The uh, Dudley that craps in this toilet every day. <laughs> your poo, yes, but your face, no. no. <laughs> An anthropomorphic potty. 
But yeah, he is just a bit of a cheeky scamp, which I think when faced with the adversity... Because I was surprised that there's a moment where he jumps on Vernon's back and has his hands around his neck. Yeah, I, I said, I thought to myself, he's boisterous. Yeah. You cannot crush this boy's spirit. There's yeah. nothing you can do to crush his spirit. And but, maybe that's what maybe that's what we're showing. Like we're being shown is kind of Harry, because you know he's going to be the one that battles against Voldemort, and he's going to be the one that fights all these evil things. Mm. So, I mean, if he was quivering, you know, at the sight of his uncle, we, yeah. we wouldn't believe him to be that Boys. hero that he so, becomes. Uh, so they give um, they give uh, the letters come. Yeah, they all start coming. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then Dudley's giving it the Harry's got a letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Vernon gets it, and he's like, uh, and they send him out of the room, and Harry shouts, "I want my letter!" Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell! You cannot squash this boy's spirit no. screaming. You well, know, then I get it because th- this is like his first in eleven years. This is his first opportunity of escape or the outside world or mm. just anything. What What do you think he thinks is in the letter? think he has any idea well i was thinking that his world must be crumbling right now yeah so a letter comes he's not allowed it more letters come he's not allowed them hundreds of letters come he's not allowed to see them they're all just to him no matter where he goes goes to the hotel with the uh the hut on the rock uh all these letters they're not he's not allowed to see them and Vernon is so crazy about, you know, not letting him see one. You'd be thinking, what the hell is going on? I think that's the thing. Like, if if Vernon and Petunia had played it a bit cooler, I don't think Harry would have been as intent on reading it. How could you play it cooler, right? But then they're listening in the (laughs) the kitchen and they're going, ooh, it's from them, it's from them. You know, they're so panicked that Harry would be like, well, I've got to read this now. Whereas if they just, like, acted Mm. a bit and been like... Oh, yeah, whatever, you know. I don't know, I think... How do you do that? So, uh, you're, my, uh, you're my uncle. And I'll yeah, be forced to stay I with am, you. yeah. And a letter's come to my door, you know. Yeah. Tommy Laurie, uh, room in the attic, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I go, I've got a letter, you take it out of my hands, how are you playing it cool? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, you can read this later. And then what I do is go back and then, like, write a fake letter from, like, the council. That's not bad, that. Saying... That's not a bad idea. You're 11 now, you have to pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, then the letter comes. Uh, oh, Vernon must be... Uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Lucas must be the council again. You take it off me again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, double the rent now. <laughs> you don't keep paying, they're going to keep sending the letters. I don't have any money, well... 100 letters come down the chimney. Yeah. Yeah. How are you you doing that one? You're going to be evicted. (laughs) That's the moment where he goes... You're blaming him. You're blaming him. Just proper gaslighting Harry over these letters. I don't see how they were planning it out properly, so they were going to try and squash it out of him. Yeah. Yeah. But, let's say... They'd avoided the letters, right? Yeah. Did they think it was just going to stop there, or what? What he Harry was going to go to high school, yeah, and then eighteen move out, or were they going to keep him under the stairs? Yeah, it's it's. But then, do you think like at eighteen he then becomes just not their responsibility? But then I think you like just push, you just like put things off all the time. I think they just think we'll do what we can, and eventually it'll go away, or. Mm-hmm. But I think they must be surprised that nothing's happened in the first 11 years. 
They've been yeah. like people in the street being a bit weird. They've no, and they've noticed all Harry's little magic tricks. Yeah. Um, I like as well, so when they're talking, um, they send Dudley and Harry out the room. Yeah. And they go, um, what should we do? Should we write them back? Have they got, have they got an address for Hogwarts? Imagine. <laughs> it must be in that letter that um, Dumbledore wrote them when they first uh, got Harry. Just yeah. the address in the top right. And by the way, if you ever need to contact me... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you need anything, uh, anything, just put this letter in the fire, and I'll uh, I'll get it somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would they write back though? We'd, oh no, th- no, thank you. No, thank you. He's going to Stonewall. Uh, we've already got the uniform. I think they should have just put a letter on the letterbox. You know, note on the letterbox that said like, no junk mail. <laughs> no junk mail. But is it the because po- in because actually in this chapter, which is different to the film, they don't mention the owls. No, they don't. So in the film, there are like hundreds of owls that are posted in the yeah. letters. But here, is it the postman or? I it's no stamps. It's definitely the owls. Or, yeah. Did the postman have them actually? Because he's waiting to meet the postman. Yeah. But then that would be like I could understand. So if you're sending letters and they're not getting replies, if you're sending it by owl, fair enough. Send loads of owls. But if you're just doing it in the normal post, what's the difference between sending a hundred and? Sending one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they think like... Because they're not expecting... Do they think that Vernon is stopping it or do they think the owls have just got lost somewhere? Yeah, how do they know that he hasn't opened the letter? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a charm on it, definitely. Because also, they're not waiting, right? These letters are coming every day, right? How long does it take an owl... To fly from Hogwarts, which is like near Edinburgh or wherever it is, all the way to Surrey. It probably takes an owl about three days to fly that. So they send it one day. Probably won't open this. Let's send four more. <laughs> and then, by, you know, by the time the letters come <laughs> yeah. back, they've sent like a hundred letters. Well, I answered the first one. I've just sent it back second class. Will you just wait? <laughs> I've already replied to the first letter you sent. You keep sending me these letters back. <laughs> the like... worse than the bailiffs. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> I'd just be like, you know, can't pay, we take it away when Hagrid comes in the next chapter, yeah. Uncle Vernon. Well, it's the first I'm hearing about this. <laughs> We've not received one letter. And now you could be around giving it this. It's ridiculous. It's like when somebody emails you and then they text you, I've sent you an email. Yeah, about five minutes ago, I've just not checked. Like, let, let me check my emails. Imagine if they just played ignorant, you know, like um, when Hagrid turns up and next bit and just being like, uh, well, we didn't know anything about this. Yes, you did. There was a letter. No, we didn't. No. Ooh. Well, Harry's a wizard. <laughs> All right. Sorry to barge in and sorry I've broken your gun, but uh, yeah, Harry's a wizard. <laughs> Well, I also wanted to ask you. Yeah. Right. right. You can have one item. Mm-hmm. Air rifle or parrot. What are you going for? Parrot, 100%. Parrot! I'd love a parrot. They talk and they... they mimic. Uh... No, you can't pretend they talk. They mimic. Well, all right. That would mimic. Be, that, that, would, that would be funny for you. Your, <laughs> your catchphrase. The carrot comes in. Yeah, all right. And then you go, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> Alright! Yeah, yeah, good! Can I tell you about one of my... uh, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast, but you know I'm a fan of uh, country music. And one of my favourite songs is called The Bird, Mm -hmm. right? And it's about a parrot that uh, gives it away that this bloke is having an affair. 
Oh. By repeating uh, the stuff that his mistress says. Oh my god! And that's how the. Uh, what, does it, did he say what kind of things the mistress says? No, or, or did no. He just say, uh, the parrot repeats the things. He just repeats the things, yeah. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and the wife finds out because the parrot repeats the stuff that uh, the woman said. <laughs> but what a thing to happen! But yeah, I suppose if a parrot only mimics, it could be quite incriminating. You know, if imagine it's a or imagine if. Um, uh, there was a married woman with a parrot, oh, and yeah. you were secretly seeing her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what things would the parrot be saying? So the husband's coming home. You all right, Polly? Oh, nice dress. <laughs> That's, what, That's what you might be saying. That's what I, well, yeah, and the parrot might be mimicking that. I think you might. Think... We can't keep going on like this. <laughs> I think the parrot would be going, uh, any more salt? Hey? <laughs> hey, that would be me. That would be me. I like vinegar on peas. <laughs> Put some country music on. What? Hey, where's you heard that? Where's you heard that from you? <laughs> I would love that. My mum's... Uh... I'm 25. <laughs> I seem older. <laughs> Put the darts on. <laughs> what? Oh, I'd love a parrot that darts. <laughs> do you think they have any idea of what they're saying? Or do you think they just like saying it? I've got no idea what they're saying. They do. Have you, seen, have you seen that blackbird? That, is it a blackbird? You can't say that anymore. Uh, there's, have you seen that blackbird that goes... Um, <laughs> there was a bird and it was going... Um, all right, love. It was going... Like, oh, yeah. You're all right, darling. I did see that, yeah. How are you? I'm all right. You're all right. I'm all right. Well, my mum's colleague used to have a parrot and it mm. used to drive her mad because it could imitate the phone. And oh my God. So it would ring. It would. The phone would ring. She'd get up, pick it up, and there'd be nobody there, and it'd be the parrot doing the ringing, or it would imitate <laughs> her husband. That's great. Calling her, and it'd be like, uh, Sham, Sham. But she, it would sound like the husband. She'd be like, Yeah, and he'd be like, What? No, it, no. Parrots have all got that same voice. They no, can't, they can't, no. They can mimic words, but they can't mimic like. It's not going to sound like me. It can. If it listens to you. No, because they all What's go... What's that bird? Ah! Not all of them. Some of them are very good. There was... Is it called the lyre bird? There's a bird called the lyre bird, which is amazing at mimicking. Yeah. And that's better than a parrot at mimicking Maybe sounds. that could be my nickname, the lyre bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why I call you anyway. <laughs> Going and seeing the lyre bird today. Oh, how are you? Vernon, um, yes. in this yeah. chapter... Yeah. He goes frantic, right? Yeah, probably... Arguably, arguably, he's more upset than Petunia. Yeah. And like if you if you met if you met a partner, right? Yeah. And they hated something. Yeah. But then you didn't know about it before you met them. Yeah. Then you took it under your own like wing to mm. go ten times worse than they are. Like so he's going frantic, he's sleeping under the letterbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Harry stands on his face. <laughs> yeah. He's going frantically. He, yeah. He rips out half his own moustache. Yeah. Has anything ever made you that angry that it would rip out, rip out your own facial hair? No. It's mental, isn't it? Well, then, like, he already, in the previous chapter, he's already, you know, look, as soon as Harry mentions he's had a dream, he's like, flying motorbikes don't <laughs> exist. So he's already, like, hent up and so nervous. Um... And I think this is like 12 years build-up of all their nightmares. I think they've mm. always secretly known that 
his past or his future was going to come back to to haunt them. All erupted at once. It's bloody. Uh, it's like you know, GCSEs are tomorrow, and he's not revised. Yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> shitting himself. He's going mental. Yeah, but Junie's not that bothered. She's like, no, oh, maybe we should go home. And he's like, no, no. Like he didn't hear her, does he? Yeah. Um, also, he has a change of tune, doesn't he? Yeah. So he thinks. Uh, so he first let us come. The first letter comes and then he throws it away, whatever they do yeah. with it. And then he says, uh, for the first time ever, he visits Harry in his yeah. cupboard. Yeah. That was an interesting image I got in my mind mm-hmm. because the image I have of that cupboard is the one from the film. Yeah. Know, fit just the bed in there. Did he get in bed with Harry? I think so, yeah. <laughs> that huge man lying in a single mattress with Harry face yeah. to face. Now about, oh, it wasn't actually meant to be sent to you. It had my cupboard under the stairs on it. Shut up. <laughs> Just imagine him closing the door behind him and just like... <laughs> imagine being Dudley up a junior and then seeing him close the door. Oh, God. Oh God. Maybe it's time we get rid of him. <laughs> and then as soon as that finishes, Harry moves upstairs to the bedroom. What's Harry done to Vernon to gain that promotion? <laughs> What's gone on in that in that room? <laughs> come to some understanding <laughs> there's been a two minute meeting where at one moment Vernon shouts shut up <laughs> or silence or something and then Harry's upstairs what's happened there <laughs> mum's the word um, <laughs> just three months later Harry's got the car now what's uh, <laughs> what is going on between these two <laughs> It's like he's now the director of Grunnings at 11 years old. Speaking of Grunnings, um, <laughs> Vernon stays up all night. Uh, yep. And then the next day, he calls in He calls in sick to Grunnings. Yeah. So he can stay home and nail the letterbox shut. Just wake up 20 minutes earlier. Just That job, <laughs> you, you can get that job done in 10 minutes. Bit of wood, some screws... Ah, uh, no, sorry, I can't... Uh, not even I'm coming this afternoon. He's taken the whole day off to nail a piece of wood to the letterbox. Imagine that phone call. Yeah, it's me, it's Vernon. I'm, uh, I'm not coming in. I'm not coming in. Oh, no, no, I've got some jobs to do. Yeah, I know that's a 20-minute job, but uh, may I remind you, I'm the director of Grunnings. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day as well, uh, it's taken a little bit longer than I first suspected. Uh, it's t- Still a few more uh, nails to hammer in there, but uh, the thing is, I'm not surprised it takes him that long because at one point he tries to hammer a nail in with a piece of cake, <laughs> <laughs> and there's another there's another point where he, uh, he he spreads marmalade on newspaper. He's he's literally going insane. This bloke. <laughs> Third quarter running. No, oh, this uh, even longer than expected. Uh, I'm decided to take a break from it. I'm going on holiday. <laughs> Do you know how long it takes to digest printed uh, paper? <laughs> it's it's uh, made me very poorly. Twelve years once it's in your system. Yeah, I love that. But also, I think Petunia's going a bit mad as well because she decides to. I don't know how they think they're going to get away with this, right? Mm. But for Harry's new school uniform. She decides to dye Dudley's old clothes grey. First day of school, he's going to get sent home. Am I, we, you've just dyed this Adidas T-shirt grey. You know, <laughs> there's a specific uniform that has the logo on. It's a, a polo shirt with a jumper and trousers. You know, 
this was a Dunlop sweater. Are you telling me these size 38 waist cargo shorts that have been dyed grey aren't uniform? Yes, I am telling you that. Yes, yes, You're going to yes. have to go home. And you're telling me these size 8 football boots that have dyed grey? Listen, grey boy, you got to go home. Um, I love Harry was funny at that point because um, he goes, well, what's this? And she goes, oh, like how dare he ask? Yeah. She goes, this is your new school uniform. And then he goes, I didn't realise it had to be so wet. <laughs> He's a cheeky sausage, isn't he? Mr. Literal. But also, like, like it, she must have paid to have dye. It's taken her ages to, to dye these clothes. Dye's expensive. She's going to have grey hands for the rest of the day dyeing these bloody clothes. Just buy the uniform. Grey dye? I don't believe in grey dye. No. I think there's black dye. Yeah. And white dye. No, no, black dye that you use a bit of. Yeah. But they look like... I don't know. I just think she's putting so much time and effort. They've got money. Why did they not just buy it? Like, uniform isn't that much. Mm. You know, 20 quid for the jumper, 20 quid... You know, this is the 90s here. Things were cheaper. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a second-hand uniform. Second-hand uniform, honestly, piece of cake. <laughs> but instead, but instead, she decides to spend hours dyeing these these clothes. She, I think she's insane. Yeah. Do you know to turning up at turning up at school? Oh, excuse me, mate. Your uh, your grey underpants are hanging out the back of your trousers. <laughs> they're my cousins. They're big. <laughs> He's big. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah, get sec- do you reckon they give him second-hand underwear? I think so, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, they say for his uh, last birthday, he got Vernon's old socks for his birthday. Are they giving him new underwear? No. Jeez, and Dudley's underwear is definitely stained. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. With, with all sorts. With everything. With uh, what's it? Everything. With, with turds. Sick. With sick. Sick. Um, Dudley comes down on the second day... <laughs> And for attention, he forces himself to be sick. That's insane, isn't it? When you're not getting the own way, your own way, just put your fingers down your mouth. <laughs> That's not worked. I'll just throw this tortoise through the window. Come on. <laughs> Let me read the letter. Let me read the letter. I would be... I can't believe that um, Petunia is the nosy neighbour. Because I think maybe maybe that maybe that cul-de-sac, everyone's looking at one to the right or something. <laughs> you know, I'd be look I'd be constantly staring at their house. He's he's making himself sick now. Oh he's throwing a tortoise through the window and then she just comes out. What are you looking at? <laughs> this weird boy. No, but I loved that. Harry stops no, uh, Dudley stops getting as much attention. Yeah. No post on Sundays. Yeah, and so... Do, does he really think, Uncle Vernon, that the wizards are going to adhere to the Royal Mail? He's noticed all these letters haven't come with a stamp. Yeah. You know, they're Hogwarts sealed. They, they're they going to be coming on Sunday, Vernon. Just expect this. <laughs> he can't be that confident. Um. Then Vernon decides, he goes, Right, that's it. We're going away, far away, where not even the crows can land their droppings on you. Hey, that's from Matilda. Um, so the, he goes, right, everyone, we're packing our bags. Yeah. We're packing our bags. Yeah. And then Dudley, uh, he gets a thump around the head. Yeah. Because Vernon catches him trying to put in his television. Yeah. His video and his computer. Yeah. Into his sports bag. Yeah. 
We just thought, short holiday, is it? Well, I'll need some bits. Yeah. And as well, like, you know, the, the room service coming in, like the travel lines plugged out, <laughs> the kettle, and he's got this, like, video console and TV set up. I, um, I've done that quite a few times. Um, we used to go on holiday when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we'd drive to Spain, sometimes we'd, like, fly over. Yeah. Uh, I would. I wasn't allowed to do this, but I would sneak in, sneak over a video games console. Yeah. We're going to a hot country to go on holiday. That's so funny. And I'd take my Nintendo 64, but I'd sneak it in my pillowcase. Because for some reason, <laughs> like, we'd take a pillow if we drove, and I'd put it, but they're like, no, you can't take your Nintendo. <laughs> Are you comfortable back there, Tom? <laughs> yeah. Just like your head on a games console. Three prongs in the back of my neck. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, some might say it's a waste of a holiday, but um, hey, I don't know. as long as you brought your memory card with you, don't yeah. lose all that progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever done that? Have you ever taken a, ever done anything unusual on holiday? No, not really. I I used to bring like books and stuff I like to read. Did your parents take you abroad? Yeah, sometimes. But then as I got older, I didn't I didn't see the point in because uh, I always liked to do something. Mm. Uh, my mum and dad just used to want to sunbathe all day, and I didn't like the idea of that. So when I got older as a teenager, uh, my mum and dad would be like, "Hey, we're going to uh, Mallorca. Do you want to come?" And I'm like, "No, I'll stay at home." <laughs> How old were you? Like. 14, 15, stuff like that. Yeah, I, just, I, I started yeah. staying at home quite a lot. I remember yeah. that. I must, yeah, staying at home around the same age, like 15 or something. Yeah. And it's mad. You can't imagine leaving a 15-year-old in a house. Yeah. Oh, you had your older sister, but... Yeah. But then she was at university at that point. But then I just used to, like, looking back, I think, why did I just, like, not go on holiday for two weeks? You know, like, free holiday. Yeah. Just, just I used to do weird things like that. But mm. then I'd be at home, home alone, and I'd be like, oh, I guess I'll... Stay up all night, see what that's like. And it gets to 5am and you're like, huh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I can eat at 4pm instead of 5. Ooh, early dinner. At one point, once my parents uh, went away and mm. I ran out of money, yeah. so I started eating for dinner. Um, you can buy like a very cheap Victoria sponge from Asda for like 25p. <laughs> yeah. So I was eating those. Just mental, just mental stuff. Mm. And I remember just like, yeah, just watching TV late and just being like, whoa. Or like, just having the, the like, the lounge TV at night. Because usually mm. your mum and dad would be watching their programmes. The biggest thing I realised when my parents went away was I was like, oh, so it's my parents who turn on the lights in the house. Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it'd get to like, it'd be dark outside. And I was just stood in the house dark, like, oh, you have to turn on the lights, do you? <laughs> Not really. So what did you think it was, like an automatic system? No, I just... Or the light man. So ignorant, just never thought about who, that someone was turning on the lights. Yeah, yeah. You just took it as a given, you know, like, I don't know, my mum did all the cleaning or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you just, and then like when the house gets messy, like, it's getting messy around here, I wonder what that's about. (laughs) What's going on here? And then you never put the two together, like next week, you're like, oh, hoovering again, God. No, that's why I hate, um, I hate using excessive cutlery now. If mm-hmm. I'm cooking, I'll try and do everything with one utensil. Like, if, so if I'm eating, I'll try not to use a knife. I'll always yeah. use, just use a fork. Just use a fork. It's just extra washing up. Yeah, honestly. Can't be bothered. Um, then, right, so they went to a hotel. They stopped at a hotel in the outskirts of a big city. Where are we? Where are they? <laughs> well, uh... And Virginia, where are we? We're on the outskirts of a big city. <laughs> right. Where could they be? See, my geography is terrible. Like, Surrey. London, Surrey is Birmingham. 
Yeah, London, Birmingham. Yeah. That's the two cities, isn't it? It was called, like... What was the town called? Uh, Cokeworth. Cokeworth or something. Yeah, is that made up? Don't know. Could exist. Is Little Whinging made up? Definitely. You think so? Because it's like they're whinging people, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's Monday and um, Dudley yeah. is missing out on his favourite TV show. Yeah. <laughs> the Great Humberto. What is that? It's got to be a magician. <laughs> It's got to be a magic show, that. The Great Humberto. <laughs> I love the idea that, um, <laughs> I don't know, that is a programme. Yeah. And it's a little boy's favourite. What is it? Also, like, I feel like Dudley, if he wasn't a bully, he would get bullied. Like, the things he's... Like, I've been, like, 11 years old. You, you should be past the Great Humberto by now. You'd be getting along with uh, Dudley at school. Like, if you set aside the bulligan stuff... Yeah. And you got randomly put next to him. Yeah. yeah and then uh, you went, I don't suppose you caught the Great Humberto last night, did you? <laughs> hey, I did, I did. <laughs> Crazy, that thing you did with the rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. God, it was good. The Great Humberto. Great Humberto. And... I feel sorry for his next television because the great Humberto is getting cancelled. It's getting cancelled. Like, 100% it's not going to get past season two. <laughs> the great Humberto. What's that shit? <laughs> he, did all, he did all his best tricks in the first series. Mm. And then they're at the um, hotel and a load of letters. Excuse me, have any of you H. Potter? Just write Harry. Yeah. And we know it's for him. Yeah, we know it's for him, yeah. <laughs> I'll be taking those, thank you. And also, how would they how would they guess it's them? Because when you sign when you're signing up for a hotel, you just put your name, Mr. V Dursley. Mm. And then they although it's got the room on it, hasn't it? Mm. Ah, see. Mm. That's gonna go on to a tangent there, but Yep. And then Vernon manages yeah. to get these digs on a large rock out at sea. Yeah. I would also know, actually, before we get to that. For breakfast, they have stale cornflakes and cold tin tomatoes on toast. Yeah. I'm not putting up for that. No, that hotel is getting a bad review. Imagine that gets put in front of you, cold tomatoes on toast. I'd say, I'm not eating it. Yeah, warm it up, please. (laughs) (laughs) And also... (laughs) Warm it up, please. (laughs) Not the fact that isn't a shit meal. Excuse me. This shit meal is cold. <laughs> Please, will you warm this shit meal up? Can you just give this 20 seconds in the microwave? <laughs> yes. It'll cost you more, though. All right. <laughs> Excuse me, this uh, this bowl of stale cornflakes. Oh, I'm sorry, these stale... Yes, yeah, I'd like some more. <laughs> you need to be warmed up, please. There's, I like there's, warm there's not enough of these cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a plate of warm flakes. Then, um, so he manages to get up to get a uh, to get out to the uh, large shack at sea. Yeah. How does he have these contacts? Amazing, isn't it? This toothless man who owns a boat <laughs> and a shack. How has he got in touch with him? Like, it, it, you know, this is the days before the internet. Is this like a Yellow Pages job? How has he found this bloke? Uh, yellow Pages. T toothless man. <laughs> Flip into it. Honestly. I loved that. But then, when so they started describing the shack, yeah. the choppy waters to get there, yeah. and the toothless man on the robot, yeah. and Harry's 
bit me oh, frosty sea air yeah yeah wind hitting me face i'm like you ungrateful little sausage sounds lovely this it honestly it sounded idyllic to me i thought what a birthday getaway yeah honestly <laughs> lovely get away from little whinging yeah. where you're in dudley's stink room yeah and then off to a little shack like the perfect Airbnb. Oh my god! Weekend. Imagine if you saw that on Airbnb. It'd be amazing. A shack on a rock in the middle of the sea. You'd be like, amazing. No one's near you. Yeah, I'd love that. Oh my god! Who cares if the man's got no teeth? <laughs> you get your own private boat ride across to this thing. <laughs> that, that review on Airbnb. Well, shack was isolated. I'll give you that. I mean, uh, there's a fire. Beautiful. Oh. The man having no teeth, I can't put up with that. Mouldy blankets, yes. <laughs> man with no teeth. I would give this five stars, but quite frankly, you know, quite frankly, the person who owned it disgusted me. The owner of this Airbnb, Airbnb was so ugly, had such bad teeth that I'm going to give it one star. The furnishing was lovely, but my god, if I have to stare at that gaping hole of a mouth again, I'm never, com- I'm never coming back. These shallow people give it ruining me five star. You know, every review I've had is five stars, and these shallow people. Oh my god, so ugly! What well, imagine getting, that man's heart breaks? <laughs> I've got gum disease. <laughs> yeah, he's got gingivitis. <laughs> oh, I'll have a. I lost my job in the big city. You know, uh, modelling. Well, at least I've got that Airbnb. Let's see my reviews. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> why did they bring it up? <laughs> Put some dentures on, you dirty man. <laughs> oh, What's that got to do with it? <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah. Now, did you, I never did this, but Harry does it, and I want to know if you did it. Did you ever wait till midnight for your birthday? Um... Probably did as a teenager. I'm not yeah. too sure when I was a kid. Probably. Um, what reminded me, waiting up too late, getting up too early. You know, he gets up too early to go to the uh, to try and get the letters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you ever got up too early for Christmas? Oh, it's awful. It's the w- As a kid, it's the worst. Because, like, and your parents tell you the night before, we're not getting up before 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock we're getting up. And then you wake up and it's like... Six and you're like, oh, this, and it's the longest two hours of your life. When you're a kid, you don't even check the time. Yeah, you don't check the time. Like yeah. I didn't. I remember being about twelve or something. Yeah, and waking up I was like, oh, it's Christmas, and I went into my little sister's room. She'd have been, I don't know, maybe like four years old or something. I was yeah. Shaking her baby, it's Christmas. Get up, get up. And she's rubbing her eyes. Get downstairs. Good upstairs, and then we're opening presents, and my mum comes to the top of the landing, and she's like, "Get back up, them fucking stairs! It's three a.m." <laughs> <laughs> three, three. But then you like, because you have the mat, like you, you just don't understand your parents' like lack of enthusiasm because you think Santa has been. <laughs> you go down the stairs at like five a.m. You see the present, like, Santa's been, Santa's been. Let's open the presents, and they're like eight o'clock. We said, you're like, you don't understand. This man has been in and dropped all these goodies. <laughs> Why are you not pumped about this? I oh, know I can uh, I can sleep long on Christmas Day now. Yeah. Oh, now I'm like like <laughs> now I'm completely on the side of mum and dad, and I've got a niece and nephew, and I'm sure it was like Christmas Day, and they're like uh, niece and nephew are coming around at nine, and I'm like oh you're kidding? I was hoping to sleep till ten. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Now I sleep in because the excitement's gone. I yeah. mean, I've been disappointed the last however many years. Yeah. Nothing's going to change now. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to change now. Honestly. <laughs> but I think you lose the magic of Christmas until you get kids back in your life like Christmas time mm-hmm. like for me having a niece and nephew and you've got a little niece mm-hmm. I think that's again brought back oh yeah for the, them the excitement the, magic, the joy you, you see how excited they are about like getting some presents yeah mm. yeah <laughs> and of course their deep understanding of the uh, Christmas and story Harry and Vernon <laughs> share that same enthusiasm for a single letter <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness there's one down he stands on his face also, the for me the timing of uh, I mean spoilers it is Hagrid at the door. Yeah. The timing of Hagrid bang on midnight. It, I think is too much of a coincidence. That's what I was thinking. And is I was he thinking, waiting? Right. Is I, he? I, you know. <laughs> is he loitering? Is he loitering around that front door? Because Harry, he can hear things. It says Harry can hear some yeah. movement and stuff. So, yeah. he, so he's got his watch out going. And that's midnight. <laughs> Maybe Harry uh, Hagrid has got like a bit of OCD where he's like, right, uh, oh, you know, I can't do it until it's bang on. Like turn around three times, wash my hands, knock on the door. But then actually thinking about Hagrid and uh, every other piece of evidence that we will see, he's definitely not got OCD. Oh, he might. He might. Um, Vernon, as he's making like a little fire, he says, um, "Shame we don't have any of those letters." Because he's unable to uh, get a fire going. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, uh, nobody's going to be able to reach us out here. And it says, uh, Harry privately agreed. <laughs> it's funny in his own head. He's going, oh, he's right there. No, no. To be fair to me, Uncle Vernon, he has got a point. He has tried very hard to isolate <laughs> me from the rest of the world. And oh, but he's done it. <laughs> privately agreed. Just like uh, listening. Right, I hear what you're saying. Um, uh, excuse me while I just go into the other room. <laughs> I agree with him. <laughs> right, what's for tea? Packet of crisps each, is it? <laughs> Privately agreed. What a thing to do. I agree with him. I was thinking that um, this chapter revealed for me that their relationships are a lot more complex. Yes. Like, it's not black and white. There's no. a lot of grey area between no. them all, and I suppose Harry's uniform is a good metaphor for that. That's true. That's maybe, that, maybe that's some symbolism for it. I agree. There's a, a, like, a greyness, because uh, there is a bit of affection. It's Harry's birthday. Previous years, he's got an old pair of socks. And what was the other thing he got? Uh, coat hanger. Coat hanger, yeah. Yeah. That is something. Yeah. It's, however minimal and, you know, pathetic that is... It's something, because they could just not remember his birthday. Yeah. That's an option. Yeah. It is really interesting, and, like, I was surprised when Vernon was nice to Harry, because even if you were going to move him to the bedroom... Getting getting in your nephew's bed is affectionate. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) That is is affectionate. But in my mind, Vernon was just going, right, right. Move your stuff, you're going in that, you know, just shout yeah, at him yeah, and make yeah. him do it. Whereas actually, to, he like actually sits and talks to him, tries to get on his level. There is probably the idea that Hogwarts are watching. Yeah. So he's thinking I'll probably be a bit nicer. And I think there is also, I think Vernon is scared of what Harry can do. He's scared of all wizards, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah. But I wonder what's, what, I don't know, he's heard about um, Lily. You know, that what she must have done when growing up. The things they do! The things they do, yeah. And like, and also, you know, they must 
know about the evil wizards and all that kind of scary stuff. Maybe, mm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Dudley and Harry, uh, yeah. there is a playfulness between them two. There is a little bit. Like, you know, uh, are you referring to the play fighting when they're trying to listen in on... The play Leonardo fighting? Junior? Yeah. The, the fact that Harry's always giving him a bit back. Yeah. Uh, there is, yeah, there's like, I was like, there's a bit of a, a brotherly sense between them, you know, mm-hmm. even though they're cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Har- I think Harry still does get, like, bullied, but then there is that... Dudley doesn't notice, like, like he's always in his own world, and then, like, when he gets bored, he'll mess with Harry. Yeah. And I can't believe that he's got all these computer games. He'd rather play alone than play two-player with Harry. Yeah, yeah, mm. Mm, I agree. Or maybe Harry kick his arse. Well, he's always got his four mates round, so... Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right, us two will do this, and then you three chase Harry. Yeah. Who would you rather be, Harry or Dudley? Um... Reading that chapter, right? Um... You've never heard of The Wizarding World. I've ripped these first three chapters out, yeah. put them in front of you. From the, from the outside looking in... Uh, if I had any sense of awareness, I would rather be Harry because I don't think I could stand being that type of person as Dudley. Mm-hmm. But I think Dudley's ignorant of his awful personality and he has a whale of a time. So absolutely, I would be in Dudley's. Camp. Harry is so completely self-aware, mm-hmm. but he's got he's funny. I mean, I don't know where he's got this cool sense of humour from because yeah. he's not allowed to watch telly. He's not got a library card. He's not allowed to Come read. On. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The dullest existence. Yeah. Maybe he's just writing jokes in his I think... Uh, I think... Are <laughs> you like this one? Vernon, get in here. I'm coming. I'm coming. I was on my way already before you said. <laughs> um, yeah. Would you fit in at Smeltings? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? They give each kid a knobbly stick. Yeah, that you just hit people <laughs> with. You, snack, you smack your other boys with to prepare you for future life. <laughs> Excuse me, we need to uh, we need to have a chat with you uh, now. Uh, we, we like the work that you've done. Um, you, you've done a lot of good work, um, yeah. but um, I'm happy that you took me on board at this marketing company. Yeah, yeah, we're really glad. You know, the figures are looking good. Um, it's just the hitting of the other colleagues. Um, what is what is that about? Uh, I went to Smeltings. I'm assuming you did too. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's melting. You get a you get a knobbly stick, yeah. and it's uh, you hit your friends with it. It's, it's, well, I'm, I'm afraid that doesn't wash. Uh, it prepares you for future it. life. Yeah. I'm assu- do you not? You don't have a knobbly stick. No. We don't. What kind of stick do you have? We have no sticks at all. Jagged. No. Smooth. No. <laughs> Round. <laughs> no. Hoop. No, we do not. No. Well, uh, here's my letter of resignation. Thank you. <laughs> And the next day, I got four letters of resignation, and then uh, seven, and then twenty. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. Ever been sick on purpose? Yes. Uh, when I was drunk, it used to be when I was a, a student, and I would get drunk. I would be like, "Well, I do not want a hangover." So if I was it's a good idea, yeah. If I was massively drunk, I would just go home and uh, make myself sick. How? Uh, put my fingers down my throat. Never worked for me that. You have to. Uh, this is awful, but you do have to proper go deep. My, um, <laughs> I put me off once because I tried to do it. I put my fingers down my throat, and some fingers touched mine back and like tried to grab my own fingers oh. from inside my. And so I, I thought, I'm never doing that again. That is uh, that is false. I opened my mouth. <laughs> 
<laughs> I opened my mouth. I looked yeah. in the mirror. Right, I was like, ah! And I looked in, and there was a little hand waving. Oh, that's horrible. Must be something I ate. What a thing. I've also done it when I've been ill. So you know when... You know when you feel like you're going to be sick and you just kind of dry retch and nothing mm-hmm. comes out? I've I've done that as well to just hurry along the process. Because if you're poorly, you do always feel better after you've been sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice bit of sick chat to end the podcast on. Yeah. I have, I've been sick sometimes. It's only when I'm hungover. Um, hungover, for any of our young listeners, is where you drink to excess. Yes. And then you feel ill because you poisoned your body from... Uh, alcohol yeah uh, so what i'll do sometimes is i'll know i've got to be sick because you always feel better after you've been sick oh yeah you do yeah you get adrenaline yeah it's like performing isn't the it the thrill of the being thrill. sick <laughs> the thrill <laughs> of being sick um <laughs> i will i will spin round to make myself dizzy because yeah. i know that will, will bring on the uh bring on the um the vomit heaving, the vomit i was um right so the letters from no one yeah lucas yeah how many Cold tomatoes out of five on toast, are you giving it? Do you know what? I love this chapter. I feel like it's ramping up. Uh, we're seeing, like, somebody... I think it's just intriguing, somebody wanting to get into contact with Harry so desperately. Mm-hmm. We've got all these letters. We've got Vernon going mad. There's loads of funny bits in it. And a big cliffhanger at the end mm. with a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. I loved it, and I'm going to give it a big... Four and a half cold tomatoes out of five. Oh my god! Four and a half cold tomatoes out of five. Yeah, uh, myself. It's a thrilling chapter. Yeah, I agree. You get there's a lot going on. Mm. Harry's funny. Yeah. Dudley's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Vernon's losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> all the the dynamics changing between them all. Uh, there's a there's a retreat. Yeah. I'm giving it. No. Four and a half cold tomatoes on toast out of five. Wow. And we, uh, you know, look out for this. You know, we're still looking for that first five out of five rating, which Mm. may come in the next episode, but we're not close today. So keep listening for that reason. (laughs) Right now is time for my new segment, Quiz. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you some questions, Lucas. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. <laughs> this is the bit I look forward to now every is week. Yeah. Quiz. Excited for the quiz. I just love a quiz. Quiz stakes are high. Uh, you could win a kiss. Yes. Um, you failed two weeks in a row yeah. so far. How do you think you can do this week? Uh, I think I'm going to come close again, but I'm, you know, I'm not that confident. They've been pretty tough questions. Right. Okay. Mm. Are you ready? Yeah. Right. Let's quiz. Chapter one. No. Question one. What? Yeah. Can you name Dudley's friends? I can name Dudley. I knew this was coming up. Now I'm excited. It, yeah. I'm jumping around the room. We've got Piers from last chapter. Uh-huh. We've got Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Gordon. Mm-hmm. And, um... Oh, no! Piers, um... Oh, that is so annoying because I revised this because <laughs> I knew it was going to come up. you got to do your revision. I know. Uh, Dennis. He's right! Yay! He's right! There we go. Oh, um, God, four more. Right, okay. I'm proud already. Where 
Is Aunt Marge, question two. <laughs> She's on holiday in the Isle of Wight. Oh! For a bonus, um, for a bonus wink. Yeah. Pardon? Can you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a bonus wink, can you tell me what Marge is sick from? Oh, she ate a funny whelk. Oh, my God. Okay. What colour ink was the letter written in? <laughs> Emerald green. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, this is exciting. When, um... <laughs> when Harry... Yeah. Uh, when Vernon visited Harry, question yeah. four... Oh, no. When Vernon visits Harry, how many spiders fell from the ceiling? Two. <laughs> Fucking hell! Hey, mind your monkey language. <laughs> Do I just have to get one more right? Um, yeah. Oh, this is exciting. Oh, this is exciting, and it's a kiss, is it? <laughs> okay. Right. Why are you looking through the book? You're not prepared a fifth question. This is going to be so hard. You're going to pick a ridiculously hard question. Right, okay. Okay. What would Uncle Vernon chant to himself when changing direction? Tiptoe through the tulips. No. Ah! Oh no, it's uh, Shake Em Off, Shake Em Off. (laughs) Is that right? That's right, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You're insane. Oh my god, he got them all. Yes, he got them all. He's got all the kisses. Um, I had to change. I had to start cheating and changing my questions because I was like, I thought you wouldn't get some of these. I didn't think you'd get Emerald Green. The other questions I already had prepared. Let's see. What room did Harry stay in? Number seventeen. Yeah, and what were their rations? Uh. Packet of crisps each and full bananas. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's why you got to revise. Yeah. Right. So that's three kisses you owed. Yeah. Here they come, pal. Oh. Wow! And it actually happened. And uh, for anyone interested, they were on the forehead. <laughs> What we're going to be playing for the next week. The prize needs to go up. I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, if you want, you'll have to. You'll have to see what happens next week. So this <laughs> has been the Potter Vision podcast. Thank you very much. This was uh, chapter three. The letters from no one. I've been Lucas Kirkby. I've been Tom Lawrenson. Join us next week for the Keeper of the Keys, chapter four. Okay, thank you very much, everyone. Bye bye now. Goodbye. Bye everyone. Have a good week. This has been the Potter Vision Podcast. The music was by Jack Evans. Any questions, comments or feedback can be directed to pottervision.com. Please help us grow the show. Like, subscribe, give us five stars and tell your friends, all your friends. You know the ones, the ones who like Harry Potter. Tell them. Cheers. And uh, and because you've been good, here's uh, here's a bonus sketch. Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Professor Dumbledore's office. Come in. You asked to see me, Professor Dumbledore? Yes, yes. Has a letter been sent to Harry Potter yet? Yes, yes. All the letters to our new first-year students were all sent out yesterday afternoon. And um, has there been any response from Harry Potter yet? Well, no, not yet. But I did only send them out late yesterday, about 4pm. Send another letter to Harry Potter. Are you sure, Professor Dumbledore? I mean, isn't that a bit keen? (laughs) We don't want to put him off. Um, Send four more letters to Harry Potter. 
Professor Dumbledore, you're nuts.